The following podcast will contain spoilers for all aired episodes in HBO's Game of Thrones and all published books in George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Another actress might have been a hero, and we'll never know her story now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other actress did try to have her killed, so she's no angel either. Yeah, what? Like her brother could have been the one who got cut up real bad, and she's like, I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta save people. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Vassals of King's Grave. For our review episode of Game of Thrones, Season 6, Episode 8, No One. I'll be your host for the evening. My name is Adam, also known as Drown Snow on the podcast of Ice and Fire Forums. And with me we have Greg. Hello, this is Greg, Claudius the Fool on the forums. Bing. Hi, this is Bing, Shushana on the forums. Matt. Hey, this is Matt Varley on the forums. Uh, Pod? Uh, this is the first Paul, and I go by his Pod's plight on the forums. And the lesser Paul? Hey, this is Small Paul. Sir <laughs> uh, General on the forums. Katie? This is Katie, Lady Griffin on the forums. Casey? This is Casey, Blue-Eyed Queen on the forums. Amber? <laughs> well, sort of. I'm at the grocery store, but I'm Amber Rocks in it. So, <laughs> well, there we go, yeah. Lur- lurking in the background. Okay, so after some technical difficulties, we are on the way. Um, let's start off with our lemon cake ratings for this episode. I don't think this is going to be the best. Uh, let's see. I would give this a two out of five. I just did not really enjoy it overall. Um, Greg? Uh, pretty much what you said. Um, it, it's at the point now where I'm just more laughing about things than getting angry about stuff or spoilers because some of the dialogue is truly awful and I don't know why they wasted time with some of the stuff. But uh, you know, it's uh, I I just want to see how they wrap it up and uh, you know I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to some kind of resolution going forward. But I'll give it a, a 2.5 to be a, a little better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bing. Yeah, I think I'm giving it a three. 3.5, somewhere around there. I mean, I think I, wa- I watched this episode after reading foreign comments, which is bad etiquette, and, but that made me uh, have much less expectation for this episode. So I was just kind of roll with it, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was pretty dumb, but most of the show has been pretty dumb this season, so, yeah. So, um, and I, I like yeah. some of, I liked some of it, so, yeah. Matt? Uh, so I think it's like a 2.5 to 3. Um, Marine is remains hot garbage, even with the Daenerys showing back up. Um, on the other hand, Sandor and Jamie Edmure was fucking amazing. And um, yeah, and everything else was meh. So yeah, 2.53, somewhere around there. All right, uh, Pod? I'm going to give it a 4.1. Two for Masande's drowning translators, two for the hounds and negotiated murders, and point one for Pod's magical rod. And um, I don't actually think it was a, And I don't actually think it was over a four in rating, but ratings don't matter and it's all meaningless. So carry on. I'm enjoying the comedy. 
right. Uh, Casey? I gave it a three. Um, I think, weirdly enough, this makes me think more highly of last week's episode. I think I gave that a low rating as well. And then this came along, and I was just like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what poor writing really looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about it other than it just wasn't meeting my expectations. <laughs> All right. Katie? I'll give it a three. I'm I'm still entertained, but it's amazing how every scene felt like it was rendering the entire season's worth of development for some characters completely meaningless. <laughs> like we'd been left in limbo by the end of this episode for some of these characters, and I was, it, it, it's still frustrating. And I felt like I should have really liked River Run, but I think this episode made me realize that I just hate Ed Mears actor for some ungraspable reason. Something about his face just really irritates me. Because he's Black Jack Randall. <laughs> the, crease, the crease down his cheek. It's very bothersome. He's, yeah, I hated that dialogue with him and Jamie, but yeah, we'll get to that. It was okay. What? I, I, it's embarrassing, but like my favorite part of the episode was when Danny came through the door. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then Drogon flew off in the background for some reason. Drogon! Uh, <laughs> Drogon! Um, let's see. Small Paul? Uh, I'm giving it a 2.75. Was not keen on the like off-screen death of Blackfish. Just disappointed. Uh, and I'm waiting for uh, Brienne and Pod to roll up next to Gendry. Yeah, Blacksmith and Stannis are hanging out now together because they didn't die on screen. Yeah, and this was just generally a, a poorly, I think, reviewed episode everywhere I, I looked. Uh, it had the lowest form score. The average was 2.8 this for this episode. None of them this season has been below a three. Um, yeah, I mean, that tells you a lot. 3.5. <laughs> Just to be contrary, and I'll rate it a little higher, I thought it was perfectly fine. The only time... I, I was a little disappointed by the Blackfish getting killed off-screen. I mean, for goodness sake, he's important. And also, the Waif was... The Waifinator was actually... The only time this season when I've gone, well, this is just fucking ridiculous out loud. The 45-minute chase scene was just too much. But it was, other than that, the Hound was awesome and badass, and it was all fine. Meanwhile, there's someone in, like, the deli line next to Amber going, Shut the fuck up, I haven't seen the episode yet. (laughs) What is she talking about? Who are you talking to? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, she's probably just getting those weird looks. Okay, alright. Yeah, so it looks like we'll be going location by location as usual. Uh, we're going to start off in the Riverlands. Sandor, axe in tow, discovers some Brotherhood men in the woods and kills them quite brutally. I mean, I think the first guy he just straight hacks his head off with one swing, which is pretty badass. Um, let's see, as he searches for the companions, he comes across Beric Dundarin and Thoros of Myrrh, who are both alive. As they prepare to hang the the no goods, so apparently this was not the Brotherhood. This was just some Brotherhood of assholes who decided to do this on their own for some reason, and it kind of fits because they weren't very good at it. And they left all the supplies on the floor. Uh, Beric agrees to let Sandor <laughs> hang hang two of the men, which of course is not not really what he wanted. Um, yeah, this this uh, this was great. The whole bit of negotiating. You know, like give give me one, give me two. You know, I'll come on. I, I gotta I gotta be able to like maim him. Like, 
Right. That was I, awesome. I, let me take off a hand. Like, let me go. Yeah, him. yeah. Come on. Okay, okay, like, look, look. They have to suffer just a little bit, right? Like, give me the dude in the yellow cloak. Come on. I had one friend, and they literally killed him. Yeah. And so this was uh, this was very interesting just to kind of see a different a different aspect here. He didn't just go straight to, to hacking these guys apart because he realized that they didn't have anything to do with it. But he still wants his blood and uh, kind of joins them at the end, I guess, is what it's looking like. Did anyone think, so. think he was going to be peeing on Caitlin's corpse down in the river? <laughs> this no, 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 no. I was With... genuinely happy when they showed up. Like I was, the Probably my favorite part of the last couple episodes was just seeing the Barrack and uh, Thoros back. Wasn't expecting it. I thought you were going to say something completely different, Greg. What about the hound's dick? <laughs> Seven years ago, <laughs> we didn't see anything. We saw something. God, God, did we? I didn't see anything. Casey, were you? Were you? <laughs> how are you <laughs> playing, <laughs> I Spy? Hot, hot prosthetic action. Pause. <laughs> With uh, what is it? He tells one of the guys he's like, "You're terrible at dying." Like, yeah, who see? were those guys? I don't remember like the hound ever seen them before. Because I, I didn't even know these guys were just, like, uh, Brotherhood. Or were they Brotherhood? I don't even know. The first Which guys? Were, the fingering guy and his buddies. No, I that scene was like fucking unnecessary. Axe the dancing lessons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, uh, I don't even... Lessons. I didn't even know... We were know supposed who... to establish that these guys are jerks. And, like, oh, see? See how horrible they are. But they just murdered a bunch of people building a church. So I think that had adequately done that already but yeah but whatever. i didn't even know these guys were part of the brotherhood because it was just four guys in the woods fingering each other and all of a sudden the hound walks up and kills them it's like a horror movie yeah. it was definitely like a horror movie i love Beric's voice though like i i can listen to him say anything i think he has the best voice of any game of thrones character so they're going up to fight the others is that what we got <laughs> Those six of them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, how do they know about that? Can Thoros see things in the fire? He keeps on bringing Beric back from the dead. I think he has some uh, special powers there. He keeps him hidden in his man bun. <laughs> I don't know why I find that. That's where his magic ruby is hidden, where he's actually an old guy, but keeps him looking young. He's actually bald. <laughs> <laughs> That's where his magic is all going through his long hair. <laughs> so, uh, anything else to say about this scene? I did appreciate yeah. the the chicken joke, the hound and yeah. the chicken. He prefers chicken. So, who wants to take us to River Run? Greg. Brienne and Podrick arrive in Jamie's camp <clears throat> and are accosted by a pack of outriders. They are allowed inside the camp, and Bronn reunites with Podrick, and they talk fighting and fucking as usual. Brienne meets with Jamie and says she has come to get the Blackfish. They agree that if Brienne can convince the Blackfish to abandon the castle by nightfall, Jamie will let the Tully men leave unharmed. Brienne tries to give Oathkeeper back to Jamie, but he tells her to keep it. Blackfish lets Brienne, run, lets Brienne inside River Run, but refuses to let the castle go. He accepts that the letter is from Sansa and gets a little emotional at the similarity to Catelyn that he reads, but refuses to give up his home. I wouldn't say they were accosted by outriders. Those outriders were just doing their job. Yeah, I mean, they, I don't know. Did they even come within like five feet, really? Let's let's analyze and pick apart Zach's awesome summary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, 
when Black... I kind of agreed with Blackfish a little bit, because we've never seen Blackfish with Sansa. And so, when, like, he gets the letter, he's like, who's this again? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably <laughs> familiar to the uh, show watchers. And how did yeah. Brienne even get in there? Why would he lower the drawbridge for a random, just being like, I want to come in and talk to you? He well, she, she had she had a letter with a seal on it, and I mean they they opened it earlier to talk to Jamie, and they, they just keep opening this door. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> it seems they're really stir crazy in there. Siege is a dull affair. Did anyone really hate the brawn and pod scene, or at least okay, I didn't hate it. I just felt like it went on twice as long as it needed to be. Yeah, then, I agree. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was good to see the buddies down. back together, but. There were Many nine scenes. scenes that went on yeah. too long in this episode. Yeah, and we didn't need Braun being like, hey, magic cock, nice to see you again. Like, we, we get that. That joke is kind of, it's it's old. Right. Way to fondle that boy, Braun. It felt very much like these they had contractual obligations to have more scenes for these two characters, so they had to cook up something on the back burner real quick. Yeah, and what what about Jamie? Uh, like, I think the big thing I took from this season, or this, I mean, this season, but also just this scene in particular, is that like the Jamie sans kind of like that, that ended abruptly, and now he's all you know, a hundred percent back into Cersei, and here he's just like, oh, well, I sent you off. I assume Sansa was dead. I was just kind of getting rid of you. Like, it's all very much. I don't know. It, it seems. Yeah, they're doing as know, much it, as they it, can to, weird. to to destroy well, the good character that he's, you know the other direction yeah. for a while. And it almost looks like they're taunting like book readers with like <laughs> Jamie and Rand because like the only mention we get to them maybe being in a relationship is fucking Bronn going, Oh yeah, I shipped those two. Yeah. <laughs> That's totally. pretty much what he says. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Oh you think they're fucking in there? And Pot's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, Hey you, you you ain't giving it to her yet, are you? Come on, magic dick. Like what? Magic <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I guess that's how Braun would react, but uh. this does feel like, in, I guess, tying this into uh, the very last River Run scene that we haven't talked about yet. But it does feel like this is the last time that Jamie and Brienne are probably gonna see each other. Mm-hmm. Definitively, it feels like this is all we're getting, and it's a little, it's a bit of a bummer. But I guess I did get a, a, a bit of an emotion when. He's like, now you get to keep the sword in my heart. (laughs) No, because Uh, now the moral of the story is always pick incest over other relationships. (laughs) No, but the the problem, and maybe it's the acting too, is because he's committing so well to the, like, you know, devil may care attitude. And then he also really commits to the kind of like the tender, you know, he, oh, the, the, the walls have come down for a moment. And well, I hope... I hope we don't have to fight, you know. Is like that Tinder? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he swiped whichever... Oh, I, never, I can never remember. He swiped one of the directions. Up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure up is not one of the directions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we get uh, it, Adam. You're not on Tinder. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and that metal hand wouldn't work on Tinder anyway. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> Um, to maybe the best scene in this episode, arguably. Uh, Jamie meets with Edmure. 
and we get kind of a little bit of the uh, the piss pants scene from the books. Um, he's trying to get his cooperation to get into the castle. Jamie promises him a place at Castle Rock with his wife and son, which he haven't seen yet, and his wife, which he hasn't seen since their wedding night, apparently. Uh, and he would, you know, kind of he would basically be a prisoner, but he would live comfortably. Uh, Edmir is not really into that. And uh, he attacks Jamie for his past misdeeds. Unrattled, Jamie says that his only goal is to get back to Cersei. All that matters is my sweet sister, he says. Um, let's see. He says that he would even fling uh, Edmir's son in a catapult if it comes to that. Despite the Blackfish's protests, because the Blackfish is not an idiot, uh, the Tully soldiers are like, Ed- Edmir's totally m- my boss. And they let him in for some really stupid reason. Uh, and Edmir proceeds to order them all to give up, and the Lannister forces march right in, and Jaime takes the castle without bloodshed. Uh, well, almost without bloodshed. The Blackfish decides, well, I don't know how to swim anymore, so uh, time to die off screen. And he goes to a, I don't know, noble, pointless, however you want to call it, death. Off screen. And, yeah, it's <clears throat> unfortunate. You know, and I mean, he does say that he's probably going to look like a fool because he hasn't had a battle in a while. So, you know, maybe it was just too embarrassing to show us, I guess. Um, and Jamie is the only the only person watching the water. Apparently, there's no one out in his camp watching the water. The dimly lit water. All the fires are out, and he just sadly, you know, watches Brienne float away with Pod, and he gives her the golden hand. <laughs> the end. Also, we learned that Edmure's been a prisoner for years, and yet somehow he still has an infant son. <laughs> well, oh, does, it, were... does it say years? He said, oh, yeah. you held me for years. If he was there for two years, there could be a year of pregnancy, well, nine months of pregnancy, nine, and then ten a year of... Yeah. And then a year of uh, being a baby. Either way, it didn't feel like years went by between the last two seasons. No. Well, Gilly's Hi. kid is still like fucking yeah. like one. Yeah, but all the young all the young characters have aged up quite a bit. So, <laughs> well, he's two months old in the books, guys. They had to age him up to be nine months old in the TV show. So. Yeah. Rickon's like twenty five. <laughs> Jesus, the seed is strong. Rickon's dead. Uh, he is. He is no dead. I thought the. I no hope dead. not. The Edmure Jamie scene. I I found that like the thread of their discussion really discombobulated but also really frustrating because and here we go with the book comparisons but the reasons why that scene is interesting in the books is that Jamie's he's caught between trying to be honorable and trying to be his dad and it's like they could have actually yeah. given, given him an arc because he's wearing Tywin's armor like the subtext is there mm-hmm. and he's clearly conflicted like he has visible emotions on his face when he's being asked how do you think of yourself as a decent person before he goes and he says these terrible things. Like, there's a lot of rich text and subtext to work with, but they just haven't given him anything for seasons, and I just... I don't get it. I really don't understand what they're doing with him. What? Well, complex storytelling? Not in this show, madam. <laughs> they, uh... They did send him to Dorne, so that pretty much fucked up, you know, his whole arc. <laughs> we can, again, direct uh, listeners to our full castle recording of this scene, where they have these talks and things. That's much more fun. I don't remember what episode number that is, but you could find it if you looked hard enough. Yeah, and you get the, there you get the backstory, and you get the, you know, with the uh, the singer, and he's playing the reigns of Castamere, and, you know, that's a lot more uh, a lot more intense, I guess. Isn't that uh, the singer Thomas Evans? Mm-hmm. Or whatever? 
Yes. Mm. Who doesn't really exist. So. No, the brotherhood, the brotherhood is not going to be fucking up the phrase or anyone. They're going to go fight the brotherhood the is like five guys now, and they're just kind of chilling, looking for food. <laughs> Open the burger joint. <laughs> I see what you did there. No, chicken. I'll chicken. sit down. Chicken. <clears throat> Have we ever seen Lannister soldiers with their masks closed, ever? I, I <laughs> yes. think when they're storming a castle, they'd have their masks closed, but they're all just... Oh, they were in King's Landing. They were ro- rolling around with masks closed all the time. It's been well, a they while. do look stupid, though. Yeah. Well, they don't know they're samurais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't there... Um, didn't someone make up, like, a backstory for, like, Fred and Gary, the two guys that were always guarding Sansa in King's Landing? Like there's only two Lannister guardsmen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you talk to like the extras behind the scenes, that's kind of yeah. There's not that many of them. But I don't know. I thought it feels like a, a real waste. Just all of this. They they clearly wanted to have this. I guess for Jamie's arc. Um, but what's the I, arc? And, I mean, there's no arc. It's yeah, I don't know really. I don't really know. He's committed to Cersei. That's the arc. They're not going to do anything with with Edmure, right? But they had to have him out of the city. So maybe this is just to show what he's doing and how he's, you know, he's back in the lion armor and all that. Yeah. So, which they had, still haven't really acknowledged that what what exactly he is, which he should be the the Lord of House well, Lannister, right? I guess the big um, thing is that they right. need him to get back to King's Landing with the Lannister armies because obviously some shit's going to go down there between the Tyrells and the Faith and it'll be good that he has an army with him rather than just him coming back after an unsuccessful siege. Do you think well, successful? I mean, castle. Now it is, but like if he just came back on his own, or if he couldn't get it done, that would have been less. But yeah, like, we'll get to that. But to I, I, so I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really know what good any of that's going to do. But I just had a horrifying. Hmm. I feel like you. That. Uh oh. So. Horrifies Katie. Okay, so in the book, Jamie he has this. He takes River Run, and then his last chapter in Feast for Crows before Brienne shows up or whatever, it starts to snow. And that's kind of, I think that's the first point in the book where it's kind of like winter has encroached into the south, and then in Dance with Dragons we get the whole Pycelle opening the window and getting the White Raven. What if they combine those two scenes, and that's like the last scene of the season is winter is here in the south, but instead of killing Pycelle, for some reason very sneaks in and shoots Jamie. I don't know why, but... Well, he's huh. definitely not killing Pycelle, because no one gives two shits about Pycelle. Kevin, maybe, but yeah. No, someone's got to die. No one's died yet. Someone has to die. I'm just thinking, like, they're not doing anything. They all have to die. Like, I'm I'm just thinking of, like, how they could conflate things, and since Pycelle's just a (laughs) non-entity, and Jamie's character is shit, I'm like, they could have him look out the window, it's snowing, oh shit, snow in the south, turn around, boom, arrow in the breastplate, done. And no one's going to care if Kevin dies, because no one even knows who the fuck Kevin is. He's that yeah. smart-ass. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like they're definitely doing deaths just for shock value. I mean, they've they've always kind of done that, but it's typically followed along with the books. But I think here, like, the Blackfish, they brought him back for what? Just like Asha, they brought her back for what? To kill her. I mean, it just seems like if anyone show. they're bringing back is just going to die an episode later. They're, just, they're, they, they, they need people to kill. They're killing side characters because they want to clear the deck. They want to get rid of any as many named characters as possible. Yeah, but I mean, the Blackfish was was plenty clear, right? <laughs> it was the last right. time we saw yeah, but, him, right? So, yeah, but no, but that was a thread that they left open, so they they feel like they might close it. 
I think that's their thinking process. The, I mean, uh, like I said, they, they probably needed him to set up this whole siege, which is maybe just ends up being filler, and that's what they wanted. I don't really know, because it would have been it would have been more interesting to have him, you know, in twenty good men, you know, swim out the gate, and all of a sudden they're they're up yeah. there in the north. But yeah, but he want, they want to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, to, but I know I get I get I that. Think, just you, you just didn't think, have to reintroduce it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but they, they, they. But he's a useful no. piece to connect, give Jamie something to do, and give Brienne something to do, yeah. and just pe- keep these people walking around because you don't have anything else for them to do. So he's a nice piece to put in the middle. And, and these and are his men, of... right? Like he the led. Run he, men. he led. He led the um, the recapture of River Run. I yeah. mean, these people should really be his men, more than Edmure's men. And it seems like to a man, they all just kind of ignored him as soon as Edmure showed up. Which I just we didn't, we didn't get Othrides Wayne. If Othrides Wayne was there, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I, I yeah. felt like it, to have the Blackfish object is is great because it shows that he's not an idiot. But then to have no one back him up doesn't make sense to me either. Well, all those guys got to live instead of be killed, so bonus for them. No, but I mean, it would make more sense if 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 he let if the Blackfish was like, all right, bring him in, and then once he proposes it he's like no this is stupid or something and they're like well he's here he's the lord now and then you know at that point they you know because he so made a very I, compelling argument but but they already was, knew his plan his plan was to have them all fight to the death and then anything is a bonus to that if they're going to have Edmure tell him something else but they all seemed ready for that they all seemed down to, to just never give up right well no one ever yeah. asked them we, we didn't get their insight but we can but assume why, one way or yeah, the other. Yeah, no, but I mean, if you're going to retake this castle, like that's that's kind of what you're signing up for in the first place. Did anyone else think when he refused to spot on like Brienne and Pod's boat that he was going to like choose to swim instead? Because I like for a second, I'm like, is he just going to like dive in after them and just paddle along next to him? Fish <laughs> doesn't need that. a boat. He might have done that. <laughs> it would have been a bad idea in full armor. But he did have a ah, but he's a fish. He, he those those long, scales help you float. He just has a long <laughs> reed, and he just walks along the bottom of the river with a long reed going up so he can breathe. <laughs> also, I think that's the same scene, like the same set from uh, when Jamie and Tyrion escaped in season three from King's Landing. It was like the exact same scene. Uh, like we've seen that in, in a lot of movies. But... So much like they reused the uh, Stannis' fleet for. Uh, the master's fleet. Yeah. Yeah. So why why did Edmir um, ask to for the blackfish in uh, like chained? Didn't he ask for um, him to be like arrested? Go, that must have been that must have been a, a condition that that Jamie said was you know everyone gets to live but the blackfish has to has to pay the price has to go to prison I don't know. I guess, but got community which, service to do. Which leads me to another question: Is who killed the Blackfish? Was it Tully men? Because um, the last no. time we hear no. it was like, "Go get him!" Like to a Tully, not to a Lannister. No, no, no. But he's he's walking off as the Lannisters and the Freys are coming in, and he's like, "Well, you know, time to go. Time to go." It's it's not the Tully men. He just clearly is, you know gonna go kill a couple Freys or Lannisters and that's the end of it. I mean, it would have been nice to see that, right? Like, this would we wouldn't be as, asking this question, but right. I thought that was the implication. Hmm. Um, 
Do we have anything else to say about River Run? I mean, I feel like there's a lot, a lot kind of going on here. Did Brandon should have been? Did Brandon Pod stay in River Run and never report if they succeeded or failed back to Jamie? Because why would they still? <laughs> yep, no, they, having yeah, to they sneak did, out. They didn't leave, and I mean, I think that was her point when she said going in was that you know, well, if if you choose to attack and you know I'm in there, I'm honor bound to to stand with them, and so I think her. If she had, if she was successful, the gates would have been opened, and they would have. She would have said, "Okay, let let them leave, and you guys have the castle." Otherwise, she just stays in there with. And yeah, once she sent the raven to Sansa saying that she failed, it's her. Like you can't just say, "Hey, can you open the gate again for me?" You know, um, <laughs> they're opening it a lot, but they're not opening it for everyone, right? Let's move on to King's Landing. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, we so, get to see a spine get ripped out though. <laughs> So, Lord Commander of the Faith Militant, uh, Lancel, arrives uh, with orders to take Cersei back to the Sept. And Cersei's like, what the hell? And realizes that, obviously, Tommen is the one who uh, let these people in. And she goes to get Sir Gregor, who proceeds to uh, rip a dude's spine out. And afterwards, the rest of the sparrows in their robes decide... That maybe they aren't well equipped for this, because uh, the first guy hit him, and clearly that armor is not very good. But clearly punctured through that armor, and should have drawn blood, but didn't do anything. So, uh, yeah, that's something's not right there. Uh, and afterwards, she walks off with Kyburn, and they head to the courtroom, where we see Tom and is about to give a speech. It's later in the episode, and she wants to take her place next to the king, even though. She's clearly been set aside from that. And uh, Kevin's like, nah, you in the gallery. And, uh, yeah, he gets he gets real sassy about it. Kevin's enjoying this way too much. I don't really understand what he's into. But that's anyway. What bothered, that's what bothered me. Was that, like, shouldn't he be, on if not on Cersei's side, on the Lannister's side? Because mm-hmm. he's trying to get his son back. Yeah, so now we get the big kind of reveal of the episode that we weren't expecting is that uh, the High Sparrow has met with Tommen, and he announces um, that Cersei's got to go to trial along with Loras, and trial by combat, that's just not cool. That's right out. We're not doing that anymore. No more clicking <laughs> ball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Screw you guys. Yep. So that gotcha. happened. Gotcha. You didn't see that scene where Tommen looked at the camera and said, no clicking ball, sorry? That was not <laughs> Don't we have a bet on this? Oh yeah, what was the bet? Was I involved? Yeah, Did I you were. Thousand dollars. Wait you, a minute, do I have to edit one of your episodes? You said you were going to edit my full castle recording, Greg. No, I said I was going to edit the next twenty episode. No, it is not decided. You promised. <laughs> I specifically mentioned Twin Peaks. Full castle recordings are a whole other thing. Anyway, I thought Cersei was awesome in this scene. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> There's no one left to root for, so I'm like, yeah, go Cersei. <laughs> Kill the face. Oh my god, I'm rooting for Cersei now. Like, I feel bad for her. What have you done to me? I, I like want how to see more gore and blood just of ripping out people's spines from uh, Frank and Gregor. That, that was a redeeming factor for me. I'm just like, oh. Why do you what? all keep saying he ripped out his spine? I thought he just, like, pulled his jaw and ripped his head off. No spine. Well, he ripped his head off, but his spine came with it. Hmm, I didn't see that. Jesus. Spine. It was a. Uh, sure. We need to go pause extra... and check. Pause in slow speed. 
Yeah. It was a fun scene to get, but, you know, it was pointless in the end for them to, to play that card too early. They should have waited. What is... So, she wished she says something to Kyron at the end that indicates that she has some sort of alternate plan, which I'm suspecting is wildfire. Yeah, didn't... They mentioned something about, like, rumors or something like that? Yeah, I don't and, remember. And, and, and Kyburn's like, oh, you have no idea how big it is or something. I don't I forget. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. they were talking about. Well, I assumed it was, was Tyrion, the... but no. More immediate. Oh. Can, can we get someone to say fires the champion of Cersei Lannister? <laughs> no, boy. I don't think it is, though. Oh. Wildfire, but, um... Wow. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> she she's got her uh her Kyburn's got his little candy birds off off investigating stuff. So sugared plums, Adam. Sugared plums. Indeed. It whatever uh, Marjorie's plan is, it doesn't seem like it's coming off very well so far. Cause <laughs> with her like I'm she's, working undercover. I think she's powerless. I think I don't really know if she has a plan other than to get out of prison and hopefully get her brother out alive. Yeah, I seems, don't know either. Yeah, she's just telling her grandmother to go away, and she's she's kind of full in on this, uh, pretending, and you know she's reading the Seven Pointed Star every day. And you would think that she could have been like, "Okay, Tom, and now that we're out, you need to handle this." Was she uh, even in this scene? I don't even remember seeing her. No, she wasn't. No, she wasn't here. She's still playing her game. She's gonna get the small folk on their side. And I mean, we know she's got to, you know perform her marital duties apparently that seems to be her role so this whole thing makes me think that my whole theory about all the Lannisters dying is just not going to happen there's just not enough time for it to happen and I'm kind of sad if everyone goes up in flames it'll happen very easily (laughs) they all die then we won't have to deal with King's Landing anymore I just have this idea of all these actors jumping out of windows as the Red Keep burns, like, freedom! At last! (laughs) (laughs) If you're jumping out of a window on fire, I don't think you can be yelling freedom. No, just... They've got their their contract in hand. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. They've got boat payments to make, but otherwise, yeah. Get out while you still can. They all bought boats? (laughs) Oh, it's so hard having to shoot in Spain every year, right? So hard. (laughs) Oh, the worst. Well, I assume a lot of people in the North are going to die next episode, so we'll hopefully get some of those deaths. But Rickon. Probably not yeah. going to be who we think. Rickon. Rickon. Why so do you keep on saying Rickon? That makes me sad. Because yeah, him just... and Tormund are going to bite it next episode. Stop it. I'm betting it. it. Just stop He's it. subconsciously Tormund, planning for it. Tormund's There's red, red beard is going to be red from blood. Oh, it's all going to be in someone's head. Is That that was your theory, right, Greg? Yeah, it's just a brand vision. They're all going to, you know, someone's going to stab him, so it'll be fine. What if they don't... I just like they need. I feel like I need proof of life on Rickon the last few episodes, and they're not giving it to me, so he's probably already dead. And we I haven't seen that. him for more than twenty-four hours, so it's probably <laughs> call the police. Send a photo uh... with him holding a newspaper. <laughs> get get the king's justice on the phone. Um, yeah, we're missing Rickon and Zackfinger. Very cool. Without a trial to fight, what is Frank and Gregor going to do? Just go kill random people? Hopefully. Die? Like, just, he'll, like, go down, go down swinging? He'll disguise himself as one of the Septons and completely (laughs) just sway the entire trial. So, wait, why hasn't Tommen tried to remove him from the King's Guard? 
He's fucking scary, I man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to go and tell him that? All of and who replaced Jamie? No one yet. No one like... knows how many men are on the Kingsguard. Sometimes we see five. <laughs> sometimes there's three. It doesn't matter. Like, no one's actually keeping track. No one it's always different people. Men. It's just extras that are on the Yeah, King's like, there's no now. one you recognize anymore except for Jamie and... and uh... Jamie's not even more. That is a good yeah. point that they'd never recognize that Jamie, if he's not Kingsguard anymore, then isn't he? He's Lord Lannister of. Right. Casterly, yeah. yeah. Why isn't he? Unless there's some shots? sort of extenuating circumstances, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good but... point, Katie. <laughs> and haven't people been like addressing him as Sir Jamie instead of just Lord Jamie? Uh, I think they said Lord at at one point in this episode, but mostly Sir, yeah. I guess news hasn't reached out yet. Hmm. I'm angry that nobody has brought this up in the show yet. <laughs> Sorry we failed oh. you, Katie. No, not you guys. I mean, like, that... <laughs> On screen. On screen. I could never be angry at you guys. No. So I like... Uh, so the women in the gallery, was it because, like, Cersei's kind of toxic? Or were they scared of the mo- uh, the mountain? Because they all kind of, like, no, that's comically the- shifted to the right. <laughs> I, I feel like he probably smells too. I was like, just you think, say that he <laughs> you think Gregor has a smell to him, and Cersei just doesn't care because she likes watching spines get ripped out. But his skin is purple. He definitely smells. What do we, like? What do we really think is going on here with the whole banning of the of the trial? Is this going to stick? Um, at least for the show, like, I, I don't, is this going to be a book thing somehow? I mean, I guess it could be. I don't think uh, it's a book thing. No, it's not I mean, book at thing. some point, it's going to be like Judge Judy. Gregor's going to go crazy and kill people. Yeah, because I mean, it didn't make any sense to me after the last episode. The Hound, like, how was he going to get to King's Landing? That's why I thought maybe he'd have to meet up with Jamie and Brienne. But that doesn't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing with the Hound now at all. So, right. I mean, well, he could. He could hear from somewhere that you know that people think the mountain is, you know, on the king's card, and that could send him to go kill his brother that have nothing to do with the trial? Yeah, I suppose, but, I, I mean, I think it's more plausible in the books just because Tommen is younger and more impressionable. Like, I'm totally not buying that, like, he got brainwashed so quickly by the High Sparrow. Well, I, yeah, I want them to show me some magic where where the High Sparrow's got, like, some something that, like, you know, messes with people's heads or something. Well, he is Howl Agreed. I don't get it. I don't think that um, that Tommen's necessarily brainwashed. I think he's more just like, okay, this is what Marjorie wants, and I don't really trust my mom right now, so I think I'm just going to do this. Like, I feel like he's not like completely again, on board with it either, but he, he's just doing... He's literally just... I think He's happy really to make like, decisions? Yeah, and he's like... He's no, always been, like, told what to do, so he's just going to keep on being told what to do. It's the easiest thing for him to do rather than the, than actually make decisions. I can I can get that, but I can't understand where Kevin and Marjorie are coming from in all this, How what their endgame is going to be. I mean, if she thinks they're saying that Loras has to basically be stripped and, you know, l- you know re- renounce his claim on Highgarden, and what are they going to do, give it to some Septon or something? I don't really understand what they're ideas there but he can still go live at high garden and live out his life and you know in penitence or whatever i mean is, is she thinking as soon as he gets out of there they can just mount an army and everyone's safe and she can flip because she's giving the city to them like this you can't reverse some of these things they're doing i i, I think that's her idea but like maybe i don't know i feel like she's still there she's ha- she has some kind of plan whether it works or fails 
I think that she has something up her sleeve. Kevin, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> he just enjoys everything that's going. He's like the yes man for Tommen. He's just like, yeah, you're so good at this, man. Yeah, you're, you're, a good, you're a good king. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just really hates Cersei for some absurd reason. He's just like, yeah, yeah. anything that goes against Cersei, I'm gonna laugh at her. All right, I think I think we're ready to move on then. <laughs> that long break in silence. Um, let's head over to Marine and awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. Casey, you got that for me? Sure. Casey, tell a joke. Come on. <laughs> what, is, what is joke? No. I can't you should have known that we were going to ask you to tell a joke. No. <laughs> you need wine? You need wine? Is, is this going to yeah. be my thing now? I don't want this to be my thing. Do you need like a dwarf hey, you have a thing. For- Telling jokes? <laughs> Honestly, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I heard the Higgs boson one today. That was fun. I didn't hear that one yet. Higgs boson one? Oh, what? God. What? I even want to know. No, it's a funny one. The Higgs boson goes to mass, and the priest says, Hey, we don't allow Higgs bosons in, in here. Get out of here. And he said, But without me, you couldn't have mass. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. God yeah. particle. There you go, Casey. I got your back on this one. Go ahead. Oh, thanks, Let's get thanks. your recap. <laughs> Uh, so, Marine, Tyrion walks the city with Varys, admiring how well his pla- all of his plans have worked out as the Red Priests pre- preach for Danny. Varys leaves on a mission, ostensibly to secure allies and ships. Tyrion returns to the pyramid and tries to pressure Grey Worm and Miss Dandy into drinking, and this time he succeeds. They talk and tell jokes, but they are interrupted by the arrival of a fleet led by the masters, and the ships begin bombarding the city. Tyrion and Grey Worm argue over strategy, but are interrupted by uh, the arrival of Daenerys Targaryen. Jog on! Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty yeah. great. I burst out laughing when they run to the balcony and they're just being catapulted by a fleet. It's like, God, like, how bad of a negotiator is Tyrion that this went south so far? And his excuse is, my bad. Like, that's pretty much yeah. it. Like, that's yeah. It. <laughs> He's like, you can go to the beach and uh, head them off. And Grey Worm's like, shut up. I'm just, <laughs> okay. Like, I'm <laughs> so confused on, like, what kind of, like, hard-on the showrunners have for the just idea of ships this year. Because, like, oh, we need ships. Oh, we need a thousand ships. Well, Euron's got billions. And then, right. oh, the Masters have ships. Yeah, and Varys is going to get ships, but someone's actually delivering more ships to us with fire. Uh, is that what Varys doing? Varys well, the went problem... out on a ship to get ships, but what? <laughs> what? The problem is that they, they responded to all the fandom re- saying that they were ruining all their ships, so they said, we're going to give you as many ships as we can get. <laughs> They've had like ten times as many ships as they needed to leave, like over the course of this show. Yeah, they like, get ships, lose them, get next one, lose them, then you're on. It feels like it feels like it's like Gilligan's Island. Like you know, <laughs> we're just gonna keep giving them ways off, but they're never. Oh Does that mean the Harlem Globetrotters are gonna pop up in, in one of those ships? Fingers right. crossed, man. It's gonna be <laughs> the same. It's gonna be the same fleet, but the sails instead are just gonna have the uh, red, white, and blue. Hey, if the Harlem Globetrotters can go to North Korea, they can go to Marine. The um, technology and physics of those ships that can launch flaming balls of fire forever and ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah not only that, but like when they started hitting the pyramid, I just like laughed out loud. Where's Alex? Just like you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was, I was looking for cannons or something on there. Like what is going on? 
Like I was looking for next. Yar, we're gonna uh, get our slaves back. It's yeah. so there, were, there are like catapult ships in history and stuff, but they were usually used, you know, to, for against ship to ship combat. But... Shut up, Greg. Oh come on! <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Personal attack. Katie is fed up. <laughs> you can just be in a boat. She has verbalized her size. It's just, it's crazy to me that the, the concept is these ships are going to sit here and just completely destroy the city from the bay by by launching some some fire from catapults that go way farther than they should be. And and then Dan, when Danny does show up, she's just like, hey, what's going on? Instead of, oh, I see all of these ships in the bay. Let me breathe fire on them with my dragon that I have now tamed. Well, well she sent Drogon, Drogon to do that there. after. Yeah. Did she send him to do that or did he just fly off and was like, I'm bored? No, it's a, it, it, I think he'll attack him. I hope he will. <laughs> but we probably we'll won't find out week. next episode. No, next so. week is just Battle in the North. Uh, yeah, I think next week is going to be one location. Well, all of the previews for next week were just in the North, so I think all everything we see hanging here won't happen until the finale. I completely forgot Sorry. Tyrion was in the a... show. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the most famous dwarf in the world. In oh, the God, world. I hated that line. That is the worst Tyrion line ever. They don't know what to do with him, and they don't know how to block a scene with him anymore unless he's pouring wine for somebody. I hated, hated the scene between him and Kram. Hey, oh, that he is... was standing when he told that joke. That now is... that I've reviewed the footage, he was standing. Oh, boy. That is his arc for the season, was getting them to lighten the fuck up. What is yep, this? To have, a, to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. He was basically... Know... Like the book, A Dance with Dragons, in Marine. Like it just went nowhere and didn't really do it. Like didn't. We at least didn't got do anything out of that. So so we avoided. Yeah, that's true. We avoided like the book plot of Dopey Tyrion travelogue that was just mm-hmm. kind of the worst, and we substituted it with this Dopey Tyrion stayalogue. Like, yeah, I'd rather <laughs> see like Jokerpod. Honestly, I would have rather just seen. Dopey Tyrion's travel log because I guarantee I would have enjoyed it definitely more than him just sitting at a table and just being awkward as fuck. I do that enough in my real life. I don't need that in my fantasies. <laughs> fantasies are supposed to be escapist. <clears throat> so do you, do you think um, one of the horrors that he gave the masters was uh, the girl that Varys got like hired? Oh, I thought you said. Is that horrors. going anywhere? I was saying horrors. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Like, horrors. horrors. She's a who. Horrors. He was saying who. I'm not really yeah. sure what better option for Tyrion would be because he can't really do anything go above and beyond the other characters' story because he has to wait for Danny to get back and so he's kind of just stuck doing nothing. So I don't really know what they should have done with him. Yeah, I, I didn't just hate exclude this. Exclude Marine. I didn't hate this scene as much as I did the previous scenes as much as everyone did. I mean, like, I thought it was actually a little... Like, the, it was awkward, but it was... Like, I think they were playing for awkward in all of these scenes, and here, it, to me, it worked a little bit. With the And then the jokes were kind of... You know, it was, I just thought it was kind of silly. But the yeah, Tyrion was at least having fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree with you, Adam, actually. I, I kind of liked how... Um... Miss Sandy especially opened up a little bit, um, and she was kind of like smiling and a little bit happier than normal. Um, she was so... drunk, yeah, super lightweight, <laughs> yeah. half a cup of wine. Yeah, finally got them some drinking. Um, but but I... I, I and I did enjoy it more than the the rest of these 
kinds of scenes that we've gotten this season. But I think a lot of people are reacting to the culmination of these scenes, and then like it feels like Tyrion's plot was wasted. And I mean, right. it really was just filler. And yeah, he didn't, I guess, accomplish anything. But you know, I don't know. Maybe he did buy some time. I mean, because technically, Danny is here now, and uh, you know, maybe they would have attacked sooner, or maybe they would have kept attacking the city. I mean, how much time has passed? Do we think? I don't <laughs> know why they bothered. Years years have <laughs> it's been I don't months, know why they bothered right? bargaining much, when they could have just like used peace. their super- as much time as it took uh, the boats to get from Iron Islands to Galantis. So about three hours. Oh, five hours. <laughs> yeah. Outboard oh, boaters. His seven-year plan is ne- is is completely moot at this point, right? Yeah. After what, like, uh, a- yeah, I'd say they broke the truce, sir. I have a question. Yeah. Do we think we're gonna be still in marine all next season, like year on? Oh and- God, no. Jesus, not. probably. Because I'm thinking, like, we if, if next episode is all in the north. We only have one episode to tie. Like, if Yara gets there, Euron has to get there. Their little subplot has to wrap up somehow. I could see that wasting a good nine episodes of the next season while Danny like fidgets and it's like, how do I leave? <laughs> so uh, you're this assuming is six, right? This is season six. Yeah. Yeah. It was originally supposed to only be seven, so like, there's no way that, yeah, there's no way that they're yeah. Like, and as fast as they're they're doing the travel, season. you know, they don't have to do that. You're assuming that all that has to go down in Marine. I feel like, I mean, we may not even get Euron and his fleet until next season, but maybe you know Yara shows up this season. Oh, for sure she they, does. They, they, they take well, yeah, but I'm saying they take out the fleet. Now she's got a horde of Thraki. Maybe they maybe they start west into this season or beginning of next season. I don't know. I mean that that, that would make sense. And then maybe they meet up against Euron somewhere in the water. Yeah, I was kind of going to say like maybe. Um, my kind of prediction with this is would be that they they head out and the cliffhanger because I feel like episode ten is going to be kind of like last season where it was just a bunch of cl- cliffhanger after cliffhanger after murder after I feel like it's just going to be a lot of that again but um, I feel like we're just going to like see them come upon each other in the ocean and it's going to be like and now we do this and fight. <laughs> Let us do it. The waif has been sent back in time <laughs> to eliminate Arya. <laughs> Go. Alright. After an enhanced performance, uh, Lady Crane finds Arya bleeding out behind the wardrobe rack. Uh, she takes her home and uses her superpowers to tend to her wounds and tells her to join the acting troupe. Arya says it would be too dangerous and that she would rather travel and see the edge of the world. Lady Crane gives her milk of the poppy to help her recover because apparently that shit cures everything. Uh, when Arya wakes, she finds Lady Crane impaled with a chair, uh, and the waif has come to finish her off. <laughs> Arya leaps out the window like fucking Assassin's Creed, and a long, pointless chase ensues. Arya manages, a, uh, manages to evade the waif and gets her blood all over some fruit, but is cornered in the same room where she hid Needle. Way to fucking go, Arya. She draws her blade, cuts the candle, and turns to confront her opponent. Sometime later, Jacken finds the waif's face hanging on the wall. How Arya got back around here and how she so skillfully tore someone's face off, I'll never know. Uh, Jacken congratulates <laughs> her for finally becoming no one, but Arya disagrees and claims her full name for herself and her intention to return to Westeros. She turns to leave, and Jacken watches her go, <laughs> smiling. 
He has taught her much. What? His work is done. This all made sense, right? <laughs> yeah, no potholes here, right, guys? No. Oh, boy. What are oh, you, where's the faceless men oversight committee that's like, you're not doing your job? <laughs> it's just faceless man. There's only one of them. Faceless yeah. Man. yeah, he's like the last assassin there. And he's kind of he's kind of the worst. The evidence has mounted all not season. Not as bad as the waif. Yeah, the waif is well, the worst. The, yeah, the, the waif, waif is awful. The waif is dead now, and she was a faceless woman. Anyway. Well, you um, remember Jacken killed himself last season, so this is like Jacken 3.0 of some sort. Or was it? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> but it's so silly. How is she no one now? Is he just like whipping yeah. stuff out of the manual? Like, oh shit, she's she's clearly <laughs> off the book here. I need to. <laughs> uh, we're gonna boost her membership to gold. <laughs> just <laughs> like was that? Yeah, was that his last? Was that his last ditch like sales effort? You know, like hey, you're so uh. You finally made it to no one, right? Do you want to sign that twelve-month contract, right? Please, <laughs> please. She's like, I'm canceling my gym membership. Screw you. This is so silly. I kind of loved it. It just, oh, it didn't make any it sense. It was amusing. And, and all season, he's like, now we're gonna lose no one, and he's just like, oh, you're doing so well. And, and all season, I've been like, she still seems a lot like Arya, and it doesn't really <laughs> seem like she's committed. No, I don't know if she's committed. And now she, like, is the most Arya she's been since before she came there. And also, he's like, now a girl is no one. And she's like, man, now a Jaqen is an idiot. Like, what is going on? At the end of this, like, <laughs> chase, her wounds opened up again. But, like, when Jaqen, like, sees her, she isn't she just, like, walking fine? Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, All right. yeah she, she went and found she's... another person to, to fix her up. She's walking to the port to see Gendry. Gendry's gonna row up, and Arya's just gonna stomp on and be like, "Turn back!" And Gendry's just gonna be like, "She grafted some of the waist skin to to heal her wound." Uh, she put all the couscous in her wound. It's, it heals all wounds. Is it not gross enough that she just sawed off the waif's face? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was not like, too delicate. I mean, for the like, faceless uh, men, that sounds par for the course, right? That's yeah, but they they have a whole pro. Like we saw, there's like it's a very like, they have a procedure for it, and they take care, and, like, she clearly just murdered her in the dark and then clawed her face off. Oh, my God. <laughs> guys, guys, just, what what did Arya learn? What has she learned from this whole, like, two seasons in Bravos? She because... can, she can she kill can... people in the dark now. She yeah, can... that is... yeah, that's it. God, that's it. She can't... She's now a ninja. I guess she, does she, she not... She can saw off people's faces. She doesn't have the faceless men magic, right? Nope. So, nope. that's all. She, like, learned to fight a little better... This, yeah. Yep. In in the dark. Oh, God. Dark. God. She never took another face. <laughs> I assume she knows a little bit more about how to disguise herself and how to read people. Although the faces men are really not good at reading people, we just learned that. Um, <laughs> I mean, they yeah. could have essentially just gone her going, Jacken, will you finish teaching me? And he'll be like, No, you've had the power inside you all along. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I guess this was more of like, like when we get to another scene, she's just gonna be like, "Well, I learned what not to do when when assassinating someone, so maybe now I know how to do it a little better." <laughs> Never run after getting stabbed in the stomach on multiple times, yeah. and don't trust old women on the street. Yeah, and if you're disguised as an old woman and you stab someone, don't rip your face off in public. You yeah. know. Yeah, the wife is like the worst assassin ever. She's like was. she's the worst. Very obvious. Yeah. Did anyone think it weird that Lady Crane turned out to be a little uh, murdery? She's like, I st- oh yeah, I stabbed my lovers when they came home, <laughs> like, and then mended them like, back up. 
I felt like at that moment they they picked the wrong actress. They needed someone with like crazier eyes or something, because she was just like, yeah, you know, I'm real jealous. And when they come home, sometimes I just cut things off and I have to sew it back on. All right. It's like, dang. It's almost like they did that to make us feel less bad when they killed her. Because I was, you know, oh. if they, hmm. I guess, like if they just kept her like a nice lady, I probably would have felt more. But now it's like, eh, whatever. She was. <laughs> She had a few screws loose, and not in the good way. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, she, she was deserved kind of death a, by chair. A violent abuser. I think I know why she was supposed to be poisoned at the beginning. Because <laughs> she so, just stabs people. Well, and also, did she like throw like boiling water or acid on the other girl's face? She's like, oh, with what I did to her face, like she won't be an actor anymore. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. She just took a knife and. Yeah, that other actress might have been a hero, and we'll never know her story now. <laughs> I mean, the other actress did try to have her killed, so she's no angel either. Like her brother... But perhaps, perhaps she really was evil. Yeah, what? Like her brother could have been the one who got cut up real bad, and she's like, "I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta save people." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's she took her time. She learned the craft. She joined the acting troupe, and she made <laughs> enough money to hire a faceless man. And unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough to hire a real faceless man. She got the waif, the stupid intern. <laughs> no, she got well, Arya. she got Arya. She got Arya. And no, the, but the waif was there just like creepily. Like, what has the waif's job been in this whole season? Like, she hasn't gone out killing people. Suck like, it's at just doing been everything. to train Arya and stalk Arya yeah. and make sure her training was going well. Just take everything very personal with Arya's training. Be an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. It, and but she'll have Arya pretty much. At least Arya realized her destiny that she wants to go hang out with the Far Winds on Lonely Light and be warring with Zamarcus on the west of Westeros to the end of the world. Oh boy. I think we Hashtag. did it, guys. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. So uh, join us next week when we go over uh, episode 9, which looks to be all in the north, and it is titled... Oh gosh, what is it? Is this the real the title? Bastards. Battle, Battle of the, the Bastards. Bastards. Apparently, apparently, that's what it's titled. We'll see if that's real. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank Thanks you for hosting. Thanks. I hope Zach's okay. Yeah, I hope Zach's okay. Yeah, yeah. Zach's okay. <laughs> I'm right here, guys. Zach's finger is plotting in the background somewhere. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.
Hashtag uh, not my bravos. <laughs> yeah, it just this was not this was not good. No, it was I don't, not. I don't know. It was, oh, by the way, we also got what's west of Westeros, and we've already settled this. It's Mad Max land. So, <laughs> all right. It's where the book owner rules. Yeah, so she she's going back home, but she also was thinking about going beyond home and keeping going west. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Just to point out that the map is incomplete for anyone watching the show. Like we don't know what's over there. Also, that might be a thing. Also, Arya the Explorer. I don't. It's really up in the air. We don't know where she's, where she'll end up. She has to like fall back into somebody's orbit, like some other plot line. She can't just keep wandering around by herself. Well, so she still has Cersei to kill. Mm, wait, or or will she? We'll see. That might be taking care of her, you know, for her this season or next season. Who knows? I am just waiting. Oh, go ahead, boss. I am just waiting for her to like go to the harbor, find a ship. Get on. Salador Sans there with his cabin boy Gendry. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you want to go to Westeros? Okay. Yeah. What I, I don't know was that? Like, Yakov Smirnov. That was like, the. Uh, <laughs> that was Lyseni. <laughs> Have you never heard of Lyseni? <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> yeah. The Lyseni yeah. fleet, fleet lead you. Yes. <laughs> I am your man, Tatara. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like are we even really gonna see much from her in the finale other than I guess hiring a ship and I she's gonna be back on a boat. I hope she hooks up with the Hound and they just go on a murdering spree. I hope she finds Nymeria. Yeah, oh, so that would be the best. That's a good we idea. Should, yeah, we should take bets yeah. on what we think the last scene's gonna be because there's, you know, I I assume it's gonna be Danny on a dragon just because that's what it always is. But yeah. there's some good options for this one at least. Ahead of say, what do we ships. think? Yeah, what do we think the last like? What do we think the finale is gonna be? Predictions for these characters? Like, what's what's gonna be their last scenes? Because we're probably not well, seeing anyone else other than in the north. Ramsey's gonna be episode. pissing on Rickett's horse. <laughs> You think Rickon is one of the flaming, flaying burned Rickon people? Rickon is dead. I'm, I'm saying, I'm but all those down why? the flaming people. Because he the is, flaming exes? can't hide behind oh. your tinkling drink. Are those exes really people, though? Right. I mean, like... Tinkling drink. <laughs> <laughs> they're just scarecrows, don't worry. Like so, wait a minute. So, they're like five flaming exes. So, if we're assuming, what, Rickon's one of them. Osha is another. Who are... Do we do we get a flaming uh, long dead Stannis in there? Yeah, he's been preserved. Uh, I don't know, but but a couple of them, like looking in the the preview, it didn't necessarily look like there were even people in all of them. Maybe they've been burning for so long that the uh, but, bits of them just kind of fell off. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the flesh sloughed off their bones. Yeah, and and I kind of feel like. The purpose of like flaying someone is so that it's and putting that out in the battlefield like that is to be intimidating. So then you light it on fire, and then there, you know, no one, no one can really see what you did. So that kind of defeats the purpose, right? People are like, "Ooh, barbecue!" So <laughs> you want us to put the flayed men out? Yes, but put them on fire. <laughs> oh boy! Oh god, boy! Ramsey's trying to make decisions again. Yeah, so bonuses for this episode, no Ramsey again, still no Dorn, maybe never Dorn? Do you, yeah, again? do you think they're know. not? Hashtag never Dorn. 
Hashtag never Dorn, yes. It's, it's like Dorn, Jorah, things that might just disappear if they wanted to. There's a lot of loose ends, and uh, I mean, I don't expect them all to be wrapped up, but we're going to at least get a scene with everybody, so. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So do you think Brienne and Pod could be uh, upside down, skinned and on fire? No. We don't have time to do that. Did they steal Littlefinger's TARDIS? Yeah, man, they're in a rowboat. <laughs> we could get places. But for all we know, Gendry's still in the middle of the fucking ocean. No, I saw him come over with the Masters. He's trying to invade a uh, Marine. He developed the cannons for them. Exactly. Now he saw he, those he boats the forge. and he's just going to start rowing right back. Yeah. <laughs> Bad timing, just row away. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, honestly, I just don't know what else to say about this episode. It fucking yeah, sucked. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't Another setup episode? episode? Come on! I'm more I'm more thinking about the next two episodes and what may or may not happen. Yeah. So I we don't all really think that Varus is going. is Varus' secret mission going back to Westeros or is it something else? It's got to be right to kill Kevin, right? What? Where, 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 where else would he go? Shits about Kevin. So I like whoever said it that it's going to end with like Varus killing Jamie. Is that yeah. cool? I forgot who said that. It was Katie. 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 So, I'm sorry. Is Jamie heading back to King's Landing now, for sure? Who Why wouldn't he go to Casterly Rock? Because he wants I mean, to bang his sister. Oh, that's right. No, but A it seems like he's not welcome. There was one. <laughs> he's, he's not welcomed in King's Landing. So well, then he'll just, he'll just sleep outside the gate and be like, I'm not in King's Landing. <laughs> he's going to hold a boombox outside the city walls. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nice. They don't have Peter Gabriel money. <laughs> Casey has no idea yeah. what we're talking about. Peter Gabriel was a musical <laughs> artist in the 80s. <laughs> Say anything, John it was also Cusack. a movie. <laughs> yeah, Katie. So, so oh my god. John Cusack looks the be... same as he did in that movie. Whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. Who just insinuated that I'm young or as young no. as Casey? Oh, uh, Casey. I'm so confused on what's going on. Much like the writers when they were making this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just feel tired. Well, wait. Who wrote this again? Pennyoff is slowly oh, wasting D&D. away. So he is getting oh, tired. so the weakest episode of the season written by the showrunners who have kind of been frustrating us. They, they know everyone hates while. them, right? You'd think they would be like, oh, maybe we should get some different writers who could try to salvage this. Nope. Uh, but yeah. they've done good work before, you know, so... They have... The also, I, mean, I guess that they had more source yeah. material to work yeah. off then. They, when they were working off George, they were pretty good. But now that they're on their own, I am disappointed. Yeah. And, I mean, there are only ten, maybe ten, Valyrian steel swords in the world. So. <laughs> and we've seen 40% of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was in the, the inside the episode. He's like, you know, there's Valyrian steel swords. You know, there's only, like, maybe ten of these things in the world. Oh, yeah. And every just, book reader, and that can be that can be in that can be in their world if that's how they want it to be. But they've not established that on the show, and just to kind of say something like that in the behind the scenes, I feel like it's like, did you actually read the books through right. a full like one time? Did you read every word once at least? Even in the books, don't they say there's like four or five hundred in Westeros? Yeah. They, they yeah numbers are mentioned, and like we know of probably twenty maybe from the books. 
something like that. Lady Forlorn, awesome. Dark sister. Yeah. Let's Dark name sister. them all. And I, feel, I feel like, well, I feel like on the show, I don't think any of the Targaryen blades are ever mentioned. So there probably are, I think, only four, like because we have um, Longclaw and then Ice, which was melted down into Widow's Whale and uh, Oathkeeper. And then we just found um, Heartsbane. Heartsbane. Where and the I fuck is Samwell? That's it. Oh, yeah. Sam's oh, got a comeback for the last two episodes. Wandering around. He's going to kill the Night's King in the last episode. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, boy. Mark me. Yeah, is he just going to, like, all of a sudden he'll show up at the wall? Like he took the fast boat? Fast boat. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's going to kill Euron somehow. Is there going to be no Tarly justice for, for stealing his sword that there are only ten of in the world? I mean, I feel like he would send the Tarly army out to get justice. the sword back, right? There is no justice, just ice. Yeah. Not anymore. You. I'm slow clapping. Uh, no, thanks. Were you standing? Nah. No, I wasn't. I actually just sat down. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm just I'm confused about the direction of a number of these plots, and I don't. I, I mean, it feels like Cersei now has to be forced to be taken to the Sept for trial, but if she has Gregor like alive, I don't feel like she's ever going to let herself be forced. So he just he dies because he's <laughs> overpowered and dies. Like I don't. Uh, I don't know. Don't think yeah, about that, it. Yeah, I think. We just can't think anymore with this show. Thinking, <laughs> thinking makes it less enjoyable. Just, I would rather just sit and laugh. It's true. It's just enjoying all the good jokes. Much. Yes. Translators, man. <laughs> yes, you think you? Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, okay. So... Yeah, don't do that. Either. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. gonna do a British accent. What was gonna happen? Uh, no, I was going to say, I think you think you want the good joke, but you really want a bad oh. pun. Okay. Uh, anyway, right. oh, it, it was okay. not. I, w- I would have accepted it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I thought, like, the stuff we were doing before was the after show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, no, it probably will be, but I also have to have an ending to put on the end. Oh. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi. No, what we what we did a second ago was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm a Zack standard. In the back of a rowboat. So I <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. There are 14 named Valyrian steel swords in the uh, book. In the, book. Uh, uh, in the show. S- seven of them, though, are missing. Or have unknown faces. Well, there's others that we know that don't have names. Like, there's that, there's like four guys in Iron Island. Someone's got an axe, right? No, we don't know the names of them. Yeah, yeah. House and of even Kelsey, House Celtic. Even like has um, the Sword of the Morning is not Valerian steel, but it's in that same category. Pretty badass. Right. Sword. Yeah, it's like super, it does have all the same properties. It's space. It's a space sword. Space sword. Did yeah. you see? Did you guys see that uh, <laughs> King Tut had a space sword? No, did he? Yeah. One of the things he was buried with was a meteorite blade. Like, uh, oh, like yeah, Conan? I don't think Maybe. it was Ascension Swords. Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Does anybody remember that Conan cartoon from, like, the 90s? Oh, yeah, totally. Had, like, 
There was like the reptile men sure. or something. Sure. In the, the nineties was the decade before the decade <laughs> before this one. I'm aware. His, I lived three years. His in it. sword was made out of the meteor rock, so like whenever he touched the reptile men, they like va- vaporized or whatever. Otherwise, you couldn't kill them. It was well, the nineties. Overpowered. It was like a Conan. It was like a Conan the Barbarian cartoon, right? And you the, mean the, no, Conan. Yeah, like, because that's that's exactly what you want to turn into a Saturday morning cartoon for children, right? Right. Is a, a, a extremely violent barbarian movie. But did they have that line of like, uh, "What is best in life"? No, your no, it was very much you. toned down. <laughs> but there were a bunch of those in like the '80s and '90s, like rated R movies, like hard R movies that were turned into cartoon series. Did you watch the uh, Herculoids when they were a kid? Herculoids. Yep. The what? No. <laughs> the Herculoids. Thundar the Barbarian. <laughs> Mechanical Hercules. My yeah. dad still shouts that at me sometimes. Like the whole, There was this episode of Thunder the Barbarian, because that's like a post-apocalyptic show where society has devolved and there's horrible monsters, and they find a sign in the dirt that says, Welcome to Manhattan. And they say, On to Manhattan! <laughs> and my dad still <laughs> sc- screams at me sometimes. I would too if I knew that reference. Jesus. The great city of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> they arrive. Hmm, there just seems to be a large like lack of men and hats. Hmm. I'll sit down. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> K- Casey's like, finally, finally, the light is off of me. <laughs> Crap, the curse is passed on. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what we're doing. Let's wait six <laughs> more minutes and then we'll do it. You're good to host Casey, them? regale us with some jokes. Entertain us while <laughs> we wait. Oh Stand God. up. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't because I broke my heel. No joke. I, wow. I, I, Stand on <laughs> one <sad>. foot. <laughs> I literally, How did you break your heel? Did I you jump over, off a cliff? It, it's a stress fa- fracture. It's just overuse. Yeah, she uh, jumped off a cliff and landed just on her heel. Only bone that broke, amazingly. Yeah. Stuck the landing. I think you're more hurt than Arya was when she ran off the uh, <laughs> several railings this episode. Also, Walked Greg, off. I was just listening to last week's podcast, and you're like, they're going to have to use magic. No way Lady Crane would just be able to heal her. Yeah. And then I'm like, well... Yeah, she would. Yep, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, I'm, she knows I'm, healing I'm magic. wrong about that. Can't heal herself, though. No. Did that chair go through her? Yeah, was she killed with a chair? Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was impaled on the chair. Yeah, it looked like she impaled on the chair as well. I'm like, how do you stab someone with a chair? The waif looks around for a weapon in the kitchen, sees a knife, (laughs) sees, like, a blunt pan, grabs the chair, and just (laughs) stabs her with it. Am I going crazy? One of the scenes where they cut to the waif... What, did she have a mustache, or am I just remembering that? <laughs> yes, oh yeah, my she, God. Had a, she had a mustache. She was I'm serious, she did have a mustache, right? Yeah, yes, yeah she had like a... Okay, okay, because I was like... Red Roberts kind of... Okay. Yeah. She was also a man. <laughs> yeah. So I just started the, uh, the 300th episode. Apparently, people had my intervention, and I wasn't invited. <laughs> what are you referencing? I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> the whole, like, first 15 minutes. 
I honestly don't remember. It was just talking about you, or, or yeah, no. it's endearing. <laughs> You're the neighborhood drunk. Everybody loves it. I brought ice clinking to podcasting. It spreads. <laughs> the best was like the first time I heard. I think it was you, Greg. I was like, wait a minute, whose ice is clinking? I don't have a drink. <laughs> So, did anyone notice when Arya did make that jump into the produce aisle um, that they showed <laughs> that they showed a, a uh, orange in a puddle of blood, blood orange, just, blood, blood orange? Yeah, I had that in my uh, notes. I no, we're not going to Dorn. The couscous market. <laughs> we're blowing all our material before we get to recording. I know.